Ever thought about what it might be like to be on a reality TV show? Our friend Natalie Cabo, who's on 20-somethings Austin on Netflix, shares what it was like to be inside that kind of nest. Like a sparrow building shelter with branches for its young. My mother built a nest with love for her little ones. My grandfather told her, doesn't matter what you have. The only thing you need for life is each other's helping hands. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Spread your wings and fly, you can always come back to rest. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Wherever you may go to grow, this will always be your home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Never the Empty Nest. I'm Vanessa. I'm Nicole. And today we have a super, 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 super special guest named Natalie Cabo, who is amazing, amazing, and a famous reality TV star, but also our friend, <laughs> our great, great friend and talented actress. She was in the Amparo Experience, and now she's on the show 20-somethings on Netflix and kicking ass. Indeed. I'm so excited for you, Nat. Um, it was so exciting to see you on screen. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's so it just feels so full circle to be back with like the unbattled, you know, people. So I'm I'm so happy to be on here. Thank you for having me. So we always start out talking a little bit about what's going on in the in the current uh, 24 hours or last couple of um, days. So, um, Nico, you want to go first? Sure. Nothing crazy over here. You know, I just came back from Miami. I was there for about a month. So it's been a lot of me like reorganizing because, you know, I'm a freak and I love to organize and clean. And I left before Jonathan did. And I always know to prepare myself to walk into a house that is not up to par with what I think <laughs> is clean and organized. But because it was even worse because he was planning to leave a week before us, which usually happens. And then I get back, you know, a week after. So it usually gives him time to clean up and his mess. But um, Nat, you don't know this, but um, I talked about this in the last episode that my husband, Jonathan, in Miami, on our way to rent a car for our date, uh, he fell. Actually, it's not funny at all. He fell and he broke his jaw. He had surgery. Oh, no. Uh, fractured a tooth. He has he's he has losing a tooth, um, stitches, six week like liquid diet surgery. Can barely talk. It's horrific. So tell um, him how much weight he's lost. He's lost sixteen pounds. He has to like live on smoothies and soups. So it's been crazy. So that's why you know <laughs> that I didn't get mad because I walked in. I was like, well, it's not really his fault this time. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> He's like, he's like, well, you know, I was supposed to get here a week before you. He's like, before you even say anything, he knows me. I was like, what's going on in here? Um, what's happening? Well, <laughs> there was shit everywhere. What's going on is poor guy's like, her couldn't talk and totally answer your question because he's like, jaw is sealed. No, I know. I, I didn't give him a, a hard time, obviously. 
but that's what I've been doing. I've been cleaning up and organizing and all that stuff. And poor Jonathan's still recovering. He still has like four more weeks. Oh my God. <sighs> it's, it's been a nightmare, but he's alive. He's well. It could have been worse, honestly, as sucky as it is. So that's what's going on over here. Well, on this end, I just came back from a press little moment of gathering for a new Amparo experience that's going out digitally. So this is kind of like full circle. What's super fun about this is that it's going to be on social media. So I can say that you'll be able to see it. Like if you go to Instagram on the Amparo experience handle, mm. it'll be like her Instagram page. And Nat, I remember that we called you for filming it last year yes. and you were not available and we're like, oh, how sad. But then we found out why. And then yeah. it was really happy because <laughs> you were filming yourself for 20 something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how how are you how's your you could pick it up at, at however you want if you want to say something about your day you can but you could also just tell us how this happened and how you got on 20 something. Right. So both of you are like working women, full-time moms. I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't have anything really funny or fun to say." But I did go to like uh I I will say like being in Austin, I missed Cuban food mm -hmm. so much, guys. Like oh, I feel like maybe Nicole can relate being mm -hmm. in LA. I don't know, but Yes. It is my favorite ever and I went at midnight. That's what I love about Miami is that you can find like a Cuban spot, like open 24 hours. I went at midnight and I had like a vaca frita and it was so good. Yeah. But then my stomach was like, no, uh. you don't need it that time. So <laughs> I was like, oh shoot. So that was my recent past experience. My, my stomach just was not agreeing with the midnight eats. <laughs> it was not vaca frita in. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not. There was something going on, but. Yeah. So well, your body is uh, like didn't is like not used to it anymore, or especially at least at that time. Yeah, that's what I think it was. I think it was the time, like you know, because it, it could be heavy in a good way, but like at midnight, my body's like, "Why you should be in bed?" Like, <laughs> Natalie, so, that's what or, starts to happen when you get older, man. Sorry, <laughs> but Nikki, <laughs> just kidding. It's she's a twenty, joke. guys. It's a joke. She's twenty something. Twenty six, um, right? Yeah, twenty six. Yeah. 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 Um, I, that's just that you have to have a medianoche at midnight. I love that. True. And for those of you not in the know, the medianoches are like really good Cuban sandwiches. And vaca frita is what? Just beef? It's vaca frita. It's, uh, like fried? Fried. Yeah. It's cow. really good. So crunchy. Very crunchy and salty. I mean, yeah, definitely not a midnight food. It's Yeah. <laughs> but it's delicious. So how did this happen? How'd you get on 20 somethings? So when I was younger, I would watch this. I don't know if you guys know the game show Big Brother on CBS. Mm -hmm. I was like a fan of Big Brother. It was never like anything like, oh, I want to I wanna do reality TV for a certain reason. I just genuinely loved competition games. I was like a fan of that. So at 21, I applied to be on that show and I didn't get in. But the casting director rem remembered me. He was like, you're so funny. I feel like you need to be on TV. Like, I just, I, I'm obsessed with you. He's like, I'm going to make sure I get you on the show or something. And so then 20-somethings came up. Four years later, literally four years, he calls me. And he's like, hi, like, I don't know if you remember me. We did the whole process for Big Brother. But I think you'd be great for the show. And I was like, what is what is a show? Like, it's, it's like, a." and then he started explaining it. And I was like, 
wait, this is actually better than Big Brother because I feel like this is something that's going to actually enrich my life and like help me get out of this like Miami bubble being stuck and my whole family dynamic. Like I was like, this is like perfect for me. Wow. So when he said that, I was like, oh my God, it's fate. And then I got in. I was like, what? So first of all, you obviously left quite an impression because four years later, but you know, you know what they say when you're an actor, and this is true for everyone, that when you're auditioning for something, you're not just auditioning for that role. You're auditioning for anything, really, like everything. You're auditioning for that casting office. And, exactly. and, I, and I've heard so many stories of like, yeah, I didn't get a bunch of parts. And then all of a sudden they called me for something because until it's for you, it's, you know. It's for right. This was, I think, when I heard you were doing this, I was like, this is so, I, yes, Natalie, this is so perfect for you. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, I mean, you're like a superstar in the show. I mean, I agree. I can't get enough of you. People, obviously, what I've seen online can't get enough of you and really connect with you. Um, and I think it's amazing. You and Kiki are so cute, but we'll get into Adorable. that. We'll get into that, but I can't with Kiki. I want to be his friend too. I'm just going to say one thing for people who haven't watched. It's essentially like a reality show of 20 somethings that get together in that are placed together from different yeah. backgrounds in Austin, in the city of Austin. And there's like two little houses that are connected, one for the guys and one for the girls. Uh, but there's like these um, porches, I guess. No, like terraces that face each other and like a pool in the middle. It's just yeah. like super fun. What I love about it is that for me, it reminds me of the real world, like the early, early. Original. Yeah. 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 Like everyone like, says that. Yes, because it's beautiful because it's no like false created drama. Mm -hmm. It's like here are these people from different backgrounds and they're living together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like it's kind of nice to see how everybody chooses to interact with each other and, right. and all of that. Yeah. Stuff. And and not to say that there's in conflict because life has conflict, but yeah. but the fact that it's not uh it doesn't just, you know, concentrate on that that it's really yeah. about people exploring themselves evolving together you know supporting each other on their next kind of venture in life i think it's so great and it, it, it's really a breath of fresh air with all the other reality tv nowadays that's like mm -hmm. you know just a hot mess after hot mess you know and i don't know why people are drawn to that kind of stuff but it, it was really really a nice surprising thing to watch uh when i saw it can you tell us like for you what that nest is like because yeah. that's what you guys have it's like a a cool new for all of you uh yeah. nest yeah so um so the whole process people don't realize how much they don't tell you like they don't keep you in the loop at all it is like a social experiment where it's like we would be in a hotel whatever, quarantining for this process. And then just, we would have to have blind faith. Okay, jump in this car. You're going to be dropped at this house in this location. So I had, the, I hate, this, oh my God, but I was the first one to arrive to the house, like out of everyone, the first one. So here I am, like just being dropped off at a random house. They don't say anything to me. It's literally just a PA that drops me off. And I see a bunch of cameras just looking at me. <laughs> I have no idea I'm the first one. and. It's, it's a social experiment because I would like obviously talk to the camera people because I couldn't get in the house. I'm like, <laughs> I'm freaking out. Like, what do I do? And they just stay silent. Like, they're just like quiet and they're just like observing me. 
So it was so crazy to be like, okay, I'm just being observed right now. And I just have to be like myself. So I got there at the house and then I see Roxy, who she's from the show, Raquel, um, come out of the car. And I think to myself, oh my God, she's literally a goddess. I was like, <laughs> I am going to be rooming with an actual goddess. And I, I, I obviously, I don't know, I got very insecure because I thought this was like, you know, a fun show. Like we're all going to have normal people here. I'm like, no, this girl is literally like, like perfect. And I, I it was weird because I'm like, I don't know. I guess I felt very insecure because I wasn't expecting to have like, um, I would, I guess when you, when you go in a process blindly, you don't really know what to expect, who's going to be in the mm -hmm. house, what type of people they want. But she was so nice. And then the other house guests, you know, they all came in and everyone was so, I don't know, so, so nice and open and welcoming. So it made me, it made the transition a lot easier because wow. I never had been really like rooming with people alone like that, like strangers. So that is so bizarre that they yeah. don't so that's because i you know it's it's adorable how you like come in and like when you're watching the show you're like mm -hmm. yeah. lugging the the <laughs> luggage in the in the gravel and like i mean i guess it worked for what they wanted because they caught you in this like adorable moment you know yeah. but at the same time how awkward oh my god <laughs> my heart was beating so fast i was like i didn't realize this is what i signed up for how long was the actual filming one week you said no, we, we filmed for three months. So we'd film a week for like, I think per episode, but there's 12 mm, episodes. Right. So it was like a three month. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you months. went through like Halloween and you went through yeah. different uh, holidays or, you know. Yeah. And, and it was three months straight. You guys didn't leave or come back except for the moment where someone actually does leave in the show because something happens and comes back but like otherwise it's you guys are straight there filming that part's real yeah 24 7 we had robo camera in the house 24 7 like even when it wasn't like a full camera crew we would be filmed by like the cameras in the house so i i just have a, a question about like the privacy parameters how how do you sign off on on those like where are they are they like just the bathroom and your bedroom or like how does it work so the whole house is caught on camera even your bedroom which yeah. was really really hard for me because i'm like oh my god i need privacy like i remember one time i was crying in my room and the camera like turned to face me i was like why people why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the bathroom was the only um the only place where i would change or like i would finally get some privacy because there was no cameras in the bathroom but everywhere else there was cameras wow so ironically you're more private outside the home than mm -hmm. inside yeah. right yeah because yeah ah so interesting so that's super different than moving in like it's a really different kind of moving in with a with a roommate, you know, like your situation after is think you were talking to us about how potentially I mean, everybody sort of felt like you and Kiki became friends, right? On the show. Oh, my God. I love Kiki. We talk every day. So. I love it. Where is he? He is right now in his hometown in Texas, Joshua Tree. Um, we both had to come back to our hometowns because we tried making the Austin, you know, apartment work. But because of like financial struggle, we weren't, we were denied. We weren't when we applied. So we were like, we're going to go back home. We're going to figure out our financial situation. And then we're going to regroup and see what we can do. Cause 
we just love, we love rooming with each other and we love the independence and both of us really grew so much. Like people usually take years to grow into like how we grew. And then like, for me, it was in a span of three months. Mm. Didn't I don't want to stop that growth. I don't want to stop all that. I think that you and Kiki in the show were, to me, seemingly the ones that that evolved and changed them had a lot of like life changing like things happen that that kind of like forced you to grow up really fast you know what I mean like he came out and then his grandmother died and this you know and you this is your because this is your first time not living in Miami in your parents house right so I did a sublease in New York for like three months before the pandemic came out that's right which which was um which was nice because I got a taste of that um, but then I came back and so this was the actual first time where it was like, I'm going to be here for a long, you know, I'm going to be here for a long time and I'm going to do this thing, but I didn't have help. Cause in New York, I stayed with my friend in the same bed. Like <laughs> we literally slept in the same bed together yeah. to afford the rent. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I get it. It was crazy. So, um, I didn't last long there, but this was like my second trial run of like, okay, keep going, you know, keep yeah. doing this. Well, this is your first time with strangers because when you move to a yeah. place, you you move in, you find a roommate, except you didn't even choose your roommates. Yeah. But um, I mean, I want to hear about like, what is the biggest difference or shock for you uh, leaving your original nest to like Austin in general and then in the house with a bunch of strangers? Like what was the most, what co- pops out of your head? Like what was the most shocking thing? What was the easiest thing to um, get I think to? also... First, for people to know, like, what your original nest is like, like, who, you know, where your parents from? Are you an only child? Do you have siblings? Do you have 10 siblings? You know what I mean? Like, what is it? I'm so happy I get to talk about it with, like, I don't know, Cubans, because I feel Mm -hmm. like you guys get me so much more. (laughs) (laughs) This is for the world, so. (laughs) Okay, yeah, perfect. So you guys can maybe, like, explain, help me explain. But so my original nest is my dad's Cuban, my mom's Nicaraguan, and I have um, three sisters. And I grew up in, I would say, like a blend of like Cuban, Nicaraguan culture um, when it came to like raising kids. Like my mom came to America when she was 15. She came to America when she was 15 and my dad was born here. But my grandma came through Pedro Pan, the, mm. all that so my dad is a character. I'll start off by that. He's very, very overprotective. He is like, he's very paranoid. He is someone that we don't even have a mailbox at the house. That's how private he is. He's like, I don't want a mailbox. Wow. He doesn't use like Google search. He uses like stuff. He just has this very like paranoid um, idea of the world, which I feel like is passed on. You yeah. know, like my grandma is very much like that. It's it's a generational thing that it's like very like that. So, you know, I did grow up in the house with cameras. My dad was very like privacy freak, like everything for him was about safety and like protection. And so I love this. I do want to say this on this podcast. I love my parents. Like I'm so grateful for them. Like they have given me everything and everything they do is out of love. And they feel like it's justified because of the way they grew up, you know? Mm -hmm. So my dad didn't know what like a normal, you know, like a normal nest looked like he came through a lot of violence and and all of that stuff that comes with like all our history and stuff but my mom same thing so they were very strict and I think in a way that kind of stunted my growth in a way of like I didn't get to have sleepovers because you know someone never knows what can happen at a sleepover or like (laughs) 
I didn't get to like um, travel, like even for like college, I went to um, UNC Chapel Hill for two years, but I had to do like a whole PowerPoint presentation. I had to write my dad a seven page essay. I got a full ride scholarship. That's the only <laughs> reason he let me go. So wow. my original nest was very sheltered, very, very much a bubble and protected. I didn't really like get to date. Like I honestly grew up with a little bit of fear of men because mm-hmm. my dad was always like, men are pigs. They're going to break your heart. Like <laughs> I had this instilled in me like condition. So it was really hard for me to like date. And even to this day, I know, I don't know if you guys know about you, but I still I never even had a boyfriend. Right. I'm like, I'm 26. Like I want to experience all this stuff that normal women get to experience. And so that was my normal nest growing up. Very, a lot of love, but a lot of, tough, protective love, I would say. So going to Austin, it was crazy because you wouldn't think like you'd be being so vulnerable and open with a group of strangers and with a whole camera crew. Like, I feel like people saw me like buy my first vibrator. Like people saw me do all these things that I I, I was so scared to do because I live in my parents' house and like, what if they find it? Or, you know, stuff like that, that like, was really hard for me so it was a total change and then like having you know strangers that were very supportive and like very understood that I'm like a little bit more inexperienced than them was really nice because I feel like especially like Roxy she was such an experienced woman and she was so kind and like helpful to me during my journey there so it, it was nice to have that support system there to go through all that stuff I mean we get we get it we had um you know, is your dad's mom or dad Peter Pan? Which one was it? My dad's mom. Dad's mom. So for people who don't know Peter Pan, we talked about it on one episode, but Pedro Pan was like an exodus of children from Cuba where the parents were so afraid of what was going to happen to their kids, that their kids were going to be essentially, my mom talked about this on one of the episodes that belonged to the state and some, they were being threatened that they were going to send them to the Soviet Union and all kinds of things. Um, and to, to, you know, the countryside and all, all sorts of things were being threatened. And so a lot of people put their kids on planes, airplanes through the help of the Catholic church by themselves. And they were, they were essentially, you know, orphans in the, in the United States all over the place. Uh, you know, they were at the camps and then some of them went into foster care and some of them reunited with their parents. I don't know if your grandmother reunited with her parents in the end or no. no. Oh, it's tragic. It is tragic. Yeah. A lot of people didn't ever see their parents again. It's horrible. I, I, I think a lot of, especially that we talk about this to the Pedro Pan kids, <laughs> now adults and older people, yeah. have a real trauma. So it's understandable that that was passed on to your dad. And that I think all Cuban parents are overprotective, probably mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. Um, we all, we had really, uh, at least when we were little, um, my, dad, my dad was the same way. My parents in general, mom wasn't as much, but. Um, well, I mean, I was just to give so you don't feel bad when I mm-hmm. was, I didn't have a boyfriend until I was 25. And it was a late bloomer. Don't worry. I was super late. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when I was growing up and a teenager, um, my, my, uh, dad, uh, there was like this Brazilian kid who liked me and my dad was like, you could only speak to him on the phone on Wednesdays from, you know, whatever it was. Five to seven. Yeah. I remember 45. I, I mean, in their defense, he was like, what, 16 or 17. You were like 13, but yeah, they were, <laughs> no, they were like freaking out. It was not that much difference. It was not, it was like 15, 16 okay. or something like that. But, I don't remember. Whatever. Um, it was a disaster. It was. 
Yeah. It was really embarrassing. All my friends could, you know, so I get it. I get that. That makes me feel so much better because people are like, oh my God, your dad's so extreme. I'm like, I know, but there's a reason. Like, right. yeah. there's- So your, your grandma never saw her parents again? No. And I actually, her mom died when she was, <sighs> I think she was 12 and yeah. she never got to see her dad again. And she got pregnant with, she got pregnant with my dad very young. I think she was like 16. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. It That's was, crazy. Yeah. How did your parents feel about you doing the show? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, how was that process? Because if they're very overprotective, this is like a very, know. you know. I mean, essentially what you just said, Natalie, was that like your parents had cameras like facing the outside world. Like, do not come in here. We don't even have a mailbox. And then you're like, I'm going to go into a house where there's cameras everywhere. It was hard. My dad really like. It was hard for him because he, again, he's the extreme of like, we're in a bubble. They don't, he, he doesn't even have a lot of friends. Like it's very like tight knit. So I, it basically came down to like, I showed him the contract and I was like, I'm doing this. And I, it, it's kind of bad because I'm not, oh my God, I'm so atrevida. I didn't tell them really what it was about. I was kind of <laughs> like, they're going to teach you how to be an adult, you know, how to cook and like, <laughs> I'm like, I'll deal with it when I finish. <laughs> They had no clue. They were like, okay, so she's going to go. And like, you know, it's good. They're going to teach her how to be an adult. And this can be good exposure. And, you know, maybe for something she wants to do with her career, whatever. Little did they know, it was like me literally like, I am going to experience everything I've always wanted to. And I'm going to do it in public. (laughs) (laughs) So after the show, I actually went to New York to stay with my friend in a cabin in the woods. (laughs) I was like. I'm not watching this with them. I can't like, I cannot even imagine like the lecture or like, yeah, I gave them time. I'm like, guys, look, like I, I kind of warned them. I was like, there's stuff on the show that I don't know if you will agree with, but I know like you, you have to trust that you raised me. Right. I'm a good person. Like I'm a good friend. Like I have a good heart. Like everything that I do is, is normal stuff that people my age do. So I, I gave them that they were really worried. And then they watched the show. I don't come home until like maybe a week after the whole show finished. And obviously they were very distraught by the sex war scene. 100%. They're like, not, and like, even till this day, I wish my parents would never hear this or watch this, but I wish I could be as open as I am to them. But even like with that, I'm like, you know, that was for the show. I don't own it. Like it's right here in my drawer, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I feel like parents aren't supposed to like know everything about their child. I mean, you pick your battles and you, you know. Right. So, you know, we, we found a happy medium and what really helps is that I show them all this, all these like people that reach out to me and say, you don't understand how much you've inspired me. Like I've never felt that I could like go and like, be my own person and just leave my parents home. Like a lot of people have been saying that to me, like your confidence on the show made me confident. Like, so I show them all these messages and they're like, you know what? Like maybe like she is helping people and that helps them, you know, be more comfortable with that. So changed other people and changed your life. I mean, how do you see your nest evolving now? Cause I mean, how does this work? Is this it? That was it. Then they choose like another group of people or do you guys go back? Like, how does this show work? So we don't know yet about a season two. If We're going to use the same cast or a different cast or they're going to bring some back, but we're left in the dark for now. So, so right now you're back at home and just kind of collecting, you know, Back money at home and, and <laughs> yes, collecting money, ready to leave again. Yeah, 
And um, it kind of sucks because I'm like, this is like my bedroom. I'm like back to like the old ways where I'm like, I can't really like go out and like really get drunk or like, you know, have fun. (laughs) During Amparo days, you can ask the cast. Like one time Robbie had to like drive me home because I could not not go home that night. And I was so drunk. And he, I was like, please, my parents are going to kill me. And then like Robbie had to like drop me off one day. Like it's so annoying. I lived in New York with Vanya for years in my 20s. And I mean, we had, I had to leave, we had to leave and go home for a while. And it was, it's really tough. But um, I was like, I remember I'm like, mom, I have to move back in with my parents, you know, with my, and I was, she's like, where are you going? Just let me know what time you come. I'm like, whoa, 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 sister. Except you're not a sister, you're my mother. So, uh, but you know, Cuban moms, it doesn't matter, man. Every, I'm like in my 30s, drink on bottle. I have children, okay? <laughs> I am married with children. I don't know exactly when I'm going to get home. And then, like, Mike would drop me off. Like, thanks, Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so, yeah. it's, I think it's like a Latin mom thing. Like, yeah. it's not, that will happen probably forever. Well, oh, now, now I'm a Latin mom. <laughs> oh, I, am, I know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. This is what's happening because now I'm like, <laughs> I tell this to even people that I've just met. Like if we're like somewhere far from where I know they're going to like end up, I'm like, okay, text me when you get home. And they're like, what? Yeah. Because no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like, we worry about gonna do that. You too. weirdo. Yeah. But, but I feel like, yeah. And then I, I have to like sometimes refrain from doing it if it's some people. But I really do feel like just drive home safely and make sure you get there. And when you get in the house and the whole thing, all of it is wrapped up inside of us. <laughs> For sure. We can't oh help it. Yeah. Yeah, can help it, dear Lord. So you don't really. I'm. I'm going to say the thing about Amparo for a moment that I that I was thinking about because you were just mentioning Robbie, who's also on a show on yeah. Heels, and I just remember, and I think that uh, Gabe is moving to LA right now, and he's on a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff, and. I just remember looking out on that room one day before rehearsals. And I think I said it out loud. I was on the stage um, Mm -hmm. and we were talking to people and I was like, you know, I'm looking at all of you guys and I know that I'm looking at a group of people that are going to be famous. You know, like I just, you could feel in that room, the people Mm -hmm. who were in there and it was you and Robbie and Gabe. So Robbie Ramos, Gabe Bonilla, Melissa and Hubercheck, yeah. you, Nicole, um, Bertha Lal, Renee Granada, like all these people in there, they're just like all our family, you know? And it makes me, and the reason I bring that up is because I feel like that moment for all of us, the making of that we keep talking about Amparo, but it was a play that we all made together, was a kind of nest. And I always feel like that little green room up there was a total nest. And it actually peered out like a nest into the trees. So I just had that that memory and it was really, really nice. What's your ideal situation right now? Like if you're like, I'm going to make my own nest and it's going to be here or there or whatever, where... How many people would you move in on your own? Are you like, you know what? I hope this season two gets picked up or like, what's your, what's your heart feeling right now? Oh, definitely. I think I would love honestly a season two because uh, hear me out. I feel like if I'm going to get a boyfriend, it's going to be through TV. Like, <laughs> like I've had so much bad luck just on my own. I don't trust myself anymore. I'm like, I need the help. So I think like, a season and like not to say that a boyfriend is my only goal that I have right now but it's definitely been on my heart a lot because it's 
I don't know, a relationship to me has been so heavy on me lately. I've always been the girl who's like, whatever, I don't need it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. But now it's something that I'm like, I really, really feel like it's something I want. So maybe a season two where it's like Kiki and Natalie find boyfriends or, um, I love it or something like that, but also moving out and maybe rooming with Kiki, whether it's in Austin or somewhere else. I love that. I hope season two does come on. And can I ask you one more question? To your parents, do you speak English or Spanish? With my parents? Mm -hmm. I speak Spanish with my mom. Spanish with your mom. And English with your dad? Yeah, English with my dad. Yeah. Do you, aside from Kiki, do you keep in contact with anyone else in the Austin nest? (laughs) So we have like a group chat where we talk a few times. Um, I will say I have like my top we call ourselves the four lifers because it's like the four of us <laughs> that we're just obsessed with each other. But it's me, Kiki, Roxy, and Isha. Like we very, we're super close. Like we text in that chat every day. Everyone else else is great, but there's just like a rapport that we have. That yeah, we're just yeah. Like, you guys connected um, yeah. right. on a deeper level. Yeah, yeah. What about Michael and Isha? Yeah. Michael and Isha, they're good. They're in LA right now. He's pursuing comedy in LA and she's doing her home mentality her fashion design. So so they stayed together. They're together. Yeah. That's so funny. Now you did I did I read this correctly? But are your code? Did you just co direct something or a, <gasps> about to co direct something? Yeah. You just did, right? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So Willie and a few of us put up Hortensia on the Museum of Dreams by Nilo Cruz. We did like a reading and I I've always had like this little like directing bug. I've mm-hmm. always been like, I want to direct. I don't know. And like seeing Vicky even in Amparo, like yeah. she's so, she's so passionate and so amazing. Like I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like maybe there could be something I could explore and we put it up and I blocked the whole show, which was crazy. Nice. Cause I'm like, I've never done this, but it flowed so well. And Nilo came and I think the story was told in a, in a way that was like, very receptive so that was really amazing that's really cool cool good for you man so willie is willie fernandez who's a a producer and he works a lot with with uh i mean i guess all of us all of our our group of amparoites and um i can totally see you directing because Mm -hmm. i will say for anyone who didn't see this show that we're talking about amparo she was this really hard core super like super scary militia woman like people (laughs) were genuinely afraid of her yeah and (laughs) cried because of natalie like this person she would transform like yeah this person that you're listening to right now who's like super kind and sweet and like it would be like beast oh my god and and let me tell you something because she actually had to pull me away from my sister it was very dramatic she had, had <gasps> that's she, right yeah every night N- every night not natalie, the sister in the play not me right right in the play in the play my <laughs> natalie had to take me away from the line and uh, grab me in inappropriate places and be really creepy and you were so um engaged in the moment every night and it was always like what's natalie gonna do and say today because she would oh say my something god <laughs> Oh my I was like, who's that lady? I'm like, that's not if you only knew like like how different she is than that. But um, you're an amazing person, actress. You're adorable. I love you. And you have so much ahead of you. Yeah. Don't worry about any of that, of being a late blo- That will all come, you know? It's already happening. Just be open. It's already happening as long as you stay open to it. And I'm excited to see where, where um, what happens next. 
Me Thank too. <laughs> We're all going to stay tuned eagerly. Yes. So you know what? I hope by this time, by the time this comes out, we're like, oh, season two's happening. Yeah, right. Um, and if not, something even and better. And if not, but something bigger happen. and better. Only God knows, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank In the meantime, thank you for being on our show, on our nest. You'll always be a part of it. And come back whenever you want. Thank you, Vane. Thank you, Nicole. Love you. All of your success, she says, all the great things ahead. I'll be here when it's time to see you again. And if you fall, she says, if someone breaks your heart, I'll mend your wounds in this nest of ours till you're ready to 